do we hit the mall? The mall, honey. This is a prom. Think elegant. Think 72nd and Madison. I know the perfect boutique. Oh, Angela, you're the best. Oh. <laughs> you're the best too, Dad. Mwah. And don't worry. I promise to be home by dawn. Okay, sweetheart. <laughs> dawn? <laughs> Everybody stays out there prom night. Well, I bet Angela didn't. I bet she did. <laughs> no. You? The, the whole night? <laughs> What'd your mother say? Never mind. Hello. Welcome back to... A.O. Oh, hey. Were you going to do it? I was pretending I was going to do it to see if it tripped you up because we hadn't discussed it. Oh, okay. The Who's the Boss podcast. I'm Tori. I'm, I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss. So this may be our last episode for a little bit. Um, Kevin and I are both going to be traveling a bit with the kids, and we're not going to be back in the same location until the beginning of July. Yeah, what you're listening you're right. to now, we've recorded a few weeks ago. And so I think we're going to have to take like two weeks off. So if anything crazy happened, we're not reacting to I know, it. That's why. Like if they canceled the reboot or a bunch <laughs> of reboot news came out. We're just, we don't know. But the next episode we cover is Sleep Talk, Sweet Talk, which is a very good one. And I was excited that we were able to get this one in before we leave because this is another favorite of mine. So today we're covering season four, episode 22. The title is Prom Night 2. And you're like, where? There was no Prom Night 1. But I know, that's confused me. I know, but you'll figure it out once you watch the episode. Yeah. Uh, the, it first aired on Tuesday, May 3rd, 1988, and the TV Guide summary says Angela goes overboard for Sam and Jesse's prom, and Tony learns the secret behind his boss's behavior. Oh, boy. I know that sounds a little <clears throat> more scandalous than it, it is. It does, yeah. but yes, you're right, a little more than it is. What do you have? As soon as Angela hears that Samantha will go to prom with Jesse, she relives a, she relives a childhood trauma. <laughs> And does her best to make prom as perfect as possible for Samantha. Sam, however, is fed up with all the preparations and calls off, calls the prom off. Aww. And then there's um, Jesse's sensible cool clashes with Sam's fashionable ideal ideal of prom, but it's Angela who makes such a big deal of it after having taken Sam shopping, uh, shopping from. An ideal, I think it's supposed to be for an ideal dress. Probably. With her credit card and taste that Sam refuses to go at all. And t- and go, I mean. To the prom? I guess. Okay. Today's usual mending challenge is complicated, but also clarified when Mona betrays Angela's top secret prom trauma. <laughs> Everybody keeps calling it trauma. I mean, I, I guess it was a traumatic experience for Angela. Okay, this episode was written by Diana Ayers Mm -hmm. and Susan Sebastian. So this is Diana Ayers' only episode, and it is also Susan Sebastian's only episode. Oh, interesting. interesting. Two writers. Yeah, there must be a writing team. Yeah. And they probably either, you know, proposed this and it was accepted, or they were contracted out for one episode. Interesting. If a writer ever wants to talk to us, you know, I would love to, to know some of these as to how these got written. Okay. They don't want to talk to us. No, that's okay. So, all right. When this episode opens, one of the cutest things ever happens. So, Tony is dusting. He's trying to dust above... He's near the fireplace where that little like table is against the stairwell, and he's trying to dust high up where the pictures are. All right. Jonathan comes in. He's like, "Hey, Tony." And Tony's like, "Oh, hey, Jonathan. Remember when we used he to play says, acrobat?" John. Oh, Hi, does John. he? Yeah. Aww, that's cute. Remember when we used to play acrobat? Let's do that again. And Jonathan's like, "Why?" Right. He says, "Oh, you know, just for old times' sake." So he's like, "Oh, okay." So Jonathan goes running over and he does this like little gymnastics move yeah. or whatever up onto Tony's shoulders. So do you think they had to like practice this? I mean, I'm sure. Like Maybe. I mean, I feel my thought, and it's completely just me making things up, that um it looks like something that maybe they probably used to do on set, like yeah, off like camera, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. messing around, That's and then cute. they finally right. kind of incorporated it into right. the show. Yeah, because he also he used to have the kids tap dance with him every single show for the audience. 
a little, they would do a little tap dance. And at some point that tap dance does make it onto the show. Ah. So yeah. And plus I, from, I don't have any proof of this, but I think that Danny Pintaro must've been a gymnast as a kid because in the episode where Jonathan does gymnastics, he's really good at it. Right. And well, that was Tony's, uh, 15 minutes of training in the garage. (laughs) I know it's suddenly the kid's a prodigy. Yeah. So I, I just thought this was really cute and, and pretty, uh, pretty big stunt like for him to go yeah. out it's like a little cheerleading thing but okay now then he says oh that i forgot how much fun that was tony's like yeah all right here get to work and he hands him the feather duster so now jonathan can reach where tony couldn't ah oh, that's what that was about but then angela screams <laughs> from the this kitchen is insane. <laughs> and so tony danza has almost decapitated these kids twice like he doesn't he do this with uh Alyssa milano at one point he has her up on his shoulders coming through the doorway after, like, she won a basketball game or something, I think, and we were nervous for her head. Oh, yeah. And yeah. now here, I'm ner- nervous for Danny Pintaro's head. I know. So when he hears Angela scream, he's like, that's Angela. And he goes running for the kitchen. And t- Jonathan's like, Tony! Like, please do not forget I'm on top of you. But it's perfectly coordinated. And Danny, like, leans back right as they clear the doorway. And they both fit through the doorway. It's pretty impressive. It is, actually. In the kitchen, Samantha and Angela are hugging. So Jonathan and Tony come busting through the door, and he pulls Jonathan down, and he's like, that was close. And then Tony just says, get out of here, and pushes him out the door. <laughs> he almost smashed his face, and then you just tell him to leave. So he says to Angela and Samantha, like, what, what is happening? And Sam says, I'm going to Jesse's prom. So there, there, there was an, that was an excited squeal. Oh. Yes, they were very happy because she's going to prom. You can already tell Angela's getting very excited here. She's like, doesn't that just give you the chills? Tony's like, yeah, I got goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, But he says, wait a minute. I thought Jesse had to work on Sunday. But Sam says he did, but he knew how important it was to me. So he's taking that. He switched with someone else to get the night off. He's going to be working in the frozen food section instead of produce. Mm. (laughs) Now, here are the Z Cavaricci jeans that we were talking about. You said, I think, I wonderful see Sam in some, and I said, I think we already have. I was confused. I had already watched this episode, and I think I was c- thinking that these were the ones we had already seen. But mm. I don't think we've seen these before. But these are some classic, the top folds down like a collar. That was the look. The yep. late 80s, early 90s. I know they were really big in the early 90s. Um, must have started somewhat yeah. in the later 80s. I don't remember. I know, like, maybe because this is West Coast, like, Maybe that's why she's a little ahead. I mean, I'm I don't sure. remember Z-Cap reaching to a little later. But I, I remember was in high school, in nine, like 90, 91. Yeah, okay. So 90 for sure. Here. So this, yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, and the collar, the, the collar on the pants are actually a different color. And the little pocket's a little no different sense. color. But again, I could totally see our oldest daughter wanting these and wearing these now. Yes, yeah, I feel like it's only a matter of time before these come back if they haven't already. And she just doesn't know about it yet. And so do we. they joke about how uh, Jesse's going to have to spend some time with Mama Celeste in the frozen food section, which I thought was funny because wasn't that a big frozen pizza brand? Oh, yeah, it is. It I still think it is. still Celeste. is, right? Yeah, Celeste. I think I, I used think to so. love those. Celeste pizzas, right? Now I want Celeste, Mama Celeste pizza. Oh, boy. Angela says, we only have three days to get you a, dra- a great dress. And then Tony's like, wait a minute. She's got a dress, the one I bought for Cousin Gina's wedding. Mm. But Angela says, Tony, people have seen her in that dress. Okay, wait a minute. Why didn't we get the episode with Cousin Gina's wedding? I don't know. Did the whole family go? Because it seems like Angela knows about this wedding and knows about the dress. And the dress was not that old. And who was Cousin Gina? I don't even think. Just throwing names (laughs) out there and things that didn't happen. Samantha says, Dad, it's hopelessly out of, out of style. That was late fall 87, and now we're into spring of 88. And Tony says, I'm still wearing a suit I bought in late summer 72. <laughs> that is very telling. I believe it. <laughs> yes, me too. So Angela and Samantha are really bonding here over Tony not knowing what he's talking about because... Sam's like, how this is such a simple concept. Why can't men grasp it? And then Angela sits him down and she's like, here's what has, here's what you need to know. Samantha's a sophomore and she's been invited to a junior prom. In the teenage vernacular, we're talking major. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, listen to her dad. She knows what she's talking about. 
Angela says, since it's my idea, please let me take the honor of buying her a dress. And to- those are words that Tony never wants no. to hear. So he's like, no, 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 no. I'm buying the dress. And she's like, please, it would mean so much to me. And he's like, oh, all right, fine. But he says, the wedi- your wedding dress is on me. And then Angela looks at Samantha and says, we'll talk. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> like Angela would pay for her wedding I dress know. because that's something that your family does. Very right. sweet. Spoiler alert. Sam will get married and Angela's not going to buy her the dress. <laughs> I know. That's what the first thing I asked you when we were watching the episode. I'm like, yeah. does she actually buy her the dress? No. Sam's wedding's kind of a big disappointment all yeah, around. That's what it, the impression I'm getting. Yeah. So... Sam asks Angela, when are we hitting the mall? And Angela's like, no, no, no. This is your prom. Like, we don't want to go to the mall. We want to go to the boutiques 72nd and Madison. Mm. So she's thinking of, like, these fancy little dress boutiques. But Sam's into that. She's like, okay, all right. And she hugs Angela and says, you're the best. And then Tony's like, me, 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 in the background. <laughs> she says, you're the, you're the best too, Dad. And she gives him a big hug. And she says, don't worry. I'll be home by dawn. And he says, Dawn. And she's like, yeah, I mean, we're just going to be at the bowling alley. Everyone stays out all night on their prom. And Tony's like, I bet Angela didn't. And then Angela says, I bet she did. So are we going to find out later that Angela's lying here? I don't know. Yeah. So Maybe she, after she saw. <laughs> after the tra- traumatic Bigelow she experience, she night. just stayed out all night. Maybe. Uh, he's like, the whole night? And she's like, yep. And he said, what did your mother say? Um, never mind. Because he knows what his, her mother R- said. Right. Come on. Okay. So now we're to, um, a couple days later, they're buying. Okay. So I think this is actually the day of prom, which I feel like is cutting it close for buying yeah, a dress. a little bit. <laughs> so they had three days and now it must be Saturday and they're buying the dress. So they show up at this boutique. This appears to be the first boutique they've been to. And... As soon as they walk in, Samantha notices kind of a stylish prom dress hanging on a mannequin. Yeah. Um, and it's like really short and ruffled. And she's like, oh, man, look at that dress. It is kind of stylish. It is. I think it's pretty for, cute. Yeah, for this time, too. Yes. Like. And here's, and I'm going to get to this. And I don't know if anyone else had this experience with the dresses, but um, I'll get to it in a second. So Angela immediately is like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's nice, but it's not. It's not your dress. So I, I know the perfect dress is here. I can feel it in my credit card. Hmm. So they start looking around. A lady comes up to them and asks him, you know, is this a cotillion, a bar mitzvah? And Angela says, no, it's a prom. And the woman also says wedding. Like prom was the last thing on her mind. Right, <laughs> but, right. But you would think it's prom season. That's probably why they would have a lot of people in there. Of course. She asks, she asks, Sam and Angela, I keep tripping on that word, if they um, are looking, thinking about something pink or blue. And Samantha, something catches Samantha's eye, and she says, or black. And she runs over and picks up a dress and holds it out. And she's like, isn't this beautiful? And the lady's like, yes, it's stunning. It's our last one. And so Sam's like, oh, it's like it's the last one. She's kind of holding it close to herself. And the lady says it was originally designed for Cornelia Guest until, but then uh, Caroline Kennedy fell in love with it until she found out that Chastity Bono had one just like it. So apparently this is a very popular dress. Now the Chastity Bono reference, everyone would probably know that Chastity Bono is Chaz Bono. Right. Now here's kind of the thing that I have with this dress is I think... When I first saw this episode as a kid, I didn't like this dress because I was probably like 11 going on 12. And so my idea of a prom dress was way more along the lines of what Angela's idea of a prom dress is and not Samantha's. But now as an adult watching this episode, I love this dress. (laughs) And Hmm. I think that Angela's pick is horrible. And when... But when my kids watched this episode with us, they did not like this dress at all. Really? Yeah. So maybe it's just like the age range. Like at that age, you're still kind of into the poofiness. Yeah, maybe. And then since she was a teenager here, she wanted to look a little more um, not traditional. Sam's like, did you hear that? Like, this is this is it. This is the perfect dress. But Angela's like, no, no, I think we're going to keep looking. And she takes it out of her hand and she hangs it up on the rack. 
So then a lady goes over and gets a more traditional dress, which is kind of similar to something Cinderella might wear. It's like a powder blue. It's really poofy sleeves, Mm -hmm. like uh, not ruffled, but kind of a bunched skirt. And Angela's like, isn't this adorable? And then (laughs) Sam says, who wanted that one? Martha Washington, (laughs) who was George Washington's wife, right? Right. Yeah. So that just means it looks super old. And Angela's like, oh, you know, so, and, but the lady's like, actually, Princess Stephanie had her eye on it. So Angela says, look, Samantha, this is fit for a princess. Mm. Fit for a princess. So Angela says, you know, I think we really found our dress. But Sam wanders back over to the black one and is like, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's just really something about this dress that I love. And as she's going up to it again, there is another couple, another mother and daughter here. Um, standing next to it. And the girl looks at Sam and looks at Angela and says, you know, she's right. Black is out and those bows. And she's kind of giving a look. Yes, a little sneaky. Yes. You know what? I did not realize who this actress is until today. Ah. Her name is Carla Giugino. Now, I recognize her from The Haunting of Hill House. And then she's also in The Haunting of Live Manor, which I haven't watched yet on Netflix. Okay. But... If you watched Manhunt, which we did, oh yeah, she is the reporter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh-huh. I can't remember what her. I can see it now. Yes. So she started. This is her first acting credit. Who's the boss was her very first um, guest spot. Oh, that's neat. Then in 1989, she was in Troop Beverly Hills, and I think that kind of put her a little more um, in the spotlight. And then she did some work on Falcon Crest, lots of stuff during the 80s. But yeah, she's really worked consistently. She was on Spin City also, Chicago Hope. And what was her name in? Oh, she was on Entourage. So I'm sure you saw her on that. Oh, okay. She was in Californication, which I do remember her from that. So yeah, she's steadily worked. And she's like two years older, I think, or one year older than uh, Samantha here. Manhunt, she plays Kathy Scruggs. Hmm. That was the reporter lady. And she is also, I believe, in Tick, Tick, Boom, which is also with Judith Light. I don't know if they work together. And I can't remember if she and Judith Light had scenes together on in Manhunt. But I think they did. Yes, I think Kathy Scruggs goes to um, his mother's workplace. And, she, and Judith Light played his mother. Aww. So, yeah. So, that's just funny. Like... She worked with her when she was 16 or 17, whatever she is, and then worked with her again again last year. So, yeah. So, she's telling her, like, you don't want this dress. You know, the bows are not good. And Angela's like, she's, you know, listen to her. So, Samantha wanders back over to the blue dress, and she's like, all right. You know, maybe you're right. And Angela says, it's going to look beautiful with my pearls. And Sam's like, oh, I can borrow your pearls? And the sales lady's ears perk up. She's like, oh, seven millimeter or eight millimeter? Mm. And Angela says, nine. So now the lady wants to show her some matching shoes because she's thinking Angela's got deep pockets here. So as they're going to look at the shoes, they walk back by the mother and daughter. And the girl is now holding the dress to herself. And she's like, do you really think I can have it? I love it. And the mother's like, oh, of course. Like, I really want you to stand out at your prom. And they're standing literally a foot and a half from Samantha (laughs) as they say this. So, like, I don't know who they thought they were fooling that she wasn't going to hear that. But they don't don't respond as if Samantha's heard it. And then Samantha's responding as if she's just overheard something she shouldn't. Right. And they, they walk right past her and then go into the dressing room. So Sam just looks at Angela like, oh. Now, back at home... Tony is coming in the house. He's just, I guess, went and shot some hoops all by himself because he's got his workout clothes on, which are sweatpants and a t-shirt tucked in or a collared shirt tucked in, a polo shirt. So he sees Angela and Samantha come in the door and he's like, oh, I see MasterCard and Visa are back. (laughs) Classic Tony joke. And Angela's like, oh, it's just two girls who ransacked the boutiques of the Upper East Side. But they bought the first dress they saw. That's what I don't, what I don't understand. Blue thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seemed like that was the first store they went into. Tony asks Samantha, well, what did you get? She's like, a dress. And Angela's like, well, you can brag a little more. It was Princess Stephanie's dress, Fergie's shoes, and Liz Claiborne's pantyhose. 
So Tony's like, oh, gee, what are they going to wear? <laughs> and he's very proud of Again, himself with that joke. Again, classic Tony. Yes. <laughs> so Sam tells Angela, you know, I had a very nice day. Thank you. And she goes to go upstairs. And Angela's realizing that something's not right here. So she's like, what is wrong? Are, you know, are you still thinking about the black dress? And Sam says, I really did like those bows. She did. Yeah, she did. That was the, like... That was the dress Samantha wanted, and I think that that was the dress that Samantha... Obviously, it wasn't a money issue, so it wasn't like, we really can't afford that dress. You need to look at these dresses. So I really do do think that, you know, she was making it too much about herself. Exactly, and I do think this is a realistic scenario. I think a lot of... Yeah. Not a lot, I said a lot. I'm sure parents have done this before. Right. You know, where it's just like, no... This is much better. And right. you, you just sometimes you just got to let it go. Because Angela has this idea of what it's going to be in her head. Right. And so no, that's I what know. she's trying to She's trying to, trying to, to live because she... Right. Would, well, we don't yeah. want to spoil well, it. <laughs> we don't want to spoil this 35-year-old episode. Uh, so Angela says, you know, but trust me, I'm right about this one. And then she shows the dress to Tony. She's like, give me an honest opinion. Is this not the most stunning dress? And again, me as an 11-year-old, I was like, yes, yes, I like that dress a lot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Black yeah, bows. Yeah. No, I don't like the other dress. It looks like too plain for prom. But I, I think I wasn't a teenager yet, so I didn't really get it. Uh, and Tony's like, well, okay, you know, just tell me where does the neck, where does the neckline come to? And Angela says, just, just below, below the, the neck. neck. <laughs> Tony's like, I love it. Tony's it's all beautiful. Right with that. Yeah. <laughs> he said, if I if I would have had to pick out a dress, this is the one I would have gotten, except with longer sleeves. <laughs> okay, thanks, Tony. It's longer. Got to cover yeah. the arms too. Right, cover everything. So Angela tells Sam, you know, you're just having prom anxiety. Oh, no, Tony says, We're, you're just having prom anxiety. We all get it. And Angela says to him, you got it too? And he's like, well, no, but my date's parents did. Oh, God. Of course. <laughs> now, Tony Tony was out there at prom doing what he doesn't yeah. want his daughter to right. do. Just deflowering, and he's proud of it. Deflowering virgins everywhere. Oh, God. So the doorbell rings and he opens it up and there's Jesse. So he's like, oh, hey, hey, Jesse. So Angela suddenly like hides. She's like, oh, Jesse. And she hides the dress and then goes and shoves it in the cabinet by the fireplace. So but it's ridiculous. not a wedding, Angela. I know, but yeah. she's all worked up. Yeah. Uh, she's like, it's bad luck to see the prom dress before prom. Probably not. And Sam's like, hi, she's really into this. Mm. So Jesse says, well, is it okay if I show you what I'm going to wear? And he holds up a brown paper bag. <laughs> I know. It's like, okay, what's in the bag? I know. Angela's like, oh, formal wear in a brown paper bag. How nice. So he pulls out a jacket and he puts it on and he's like, you're going to love this. And it is, so what would you call this kind of jacket? It has uh, tails. Ta- um, just, a, it's a tail tuxedo. Oh, okay. I don't I think I wasn't sure any... if yeah, it had like, like another uh, name. Black tail tuxedo, I think. And Angela looks horrified. Sam's like, whoa, hot. And then Hot. Tony's like 110 in the shade, and he acts, oh, like, boy. <laughs> acts like he's getting burned. And Angela thinks this has to be a joke. So she says, Jesse, you're such a card. That word's back again. We've yeah, heard that before card. on this you're show. You're such a card. As if you'd actually go to the prom wearing something that belonged to a funeral director. And Jesse says, well, I am. And it actually did. <laughs> so he's so quite proud of himself. He's proud of himself, yeah. Tony says, oh, that's why it has a hint of formaldehyde smell. And he's like, yeah, I got it at the Salvation Army. I like my money to go to a good place. He said, the guy wanted three bucks, but I insisted he'd take five. Mm, That's nice of him. Yes. And then Angela's like, oh, well, I hope he threw in some pants with that too then. And he's like, oh, no, I'm just going to be wearing these jeans. But I'll I'll pick up the formal look with my black high tops. Angela's dying inside. (laughs) This This is a horror show to her. She doesn't know what to do now. She's like, black high-top sneakers? And Tony's like, no, pumps, Angela. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pumps. So now Angela's getting involved here, and she's like, you know, I just, I don't want to be on hip, but I just really think that this is a mistake here. And Tony said, now Tony, who normally would get involved in everything, suddenly yeah. is very laid back, and it's like, let the kids do what they want to do. Right. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so he says to Angela, let's go talk in the kitchen. So he excuses them, and they go into the kitchen. Doesn't he know the kids wanting to do what they want to do means that she's not wearing sleeves? Right. <laughs> right. And she's going to pull that neck line down a little yeah, bit as exactly. soon as she leaves the house. 
As soon as Angela and Tony leave the living room, Jesse says, Mrs. Bauer's nice, but she's got some weird ideas about fashion. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> he's like, I bet she wants you to wear a fluffy pink thing. And Sam's like, no, blue. blue. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. So in the kitchen, Tony's telling Angela, you know, just can you just let the kids be themselves? Like, let them express themselves in their own way. And Angela says, that sounds like you are asking me to butt out. He says, if the butt fits. It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> if the butt fits. I know, but it's still, it's a very Tony joke. I know, it is. It absolutely is. And he just wanted to be able to say the word butt. Probably. Yeah. Angela says to him, do you understand what's happening here? Tony's like, yeah, I mean, an undertaker croaked so that Jesse could look cool at the prom. He says it's the cycle of life. Yeah, I don't think he, that's not at all what is happening. No. (laughs) I don't think he understands at all. Angela says that Jesse is imposing his will on Samantha. Sam's gone through a lot of trouble to pick out the perfect outfit. Actually, Angela, you picked out that well, outfit. Well, yeah, actually, uh, and I take that back. I think Tony kind of does know what's going right. on. <laughs> He's actually absolutely right. <laughs> Kids, he picked out an outfit. Yeah. And she picked out her outfit and knows that, you know what I mean? She's going to look nice in right. her own way. Right, right. And they're going to be very happy, but yeah. Angela and has to, it has to be like Cinderella. Exactly. You know I mean? Angela wants this to be the best prom right. ever over the top. Angela says, men are always doing this. And Tony says, wait a minute. When did I ever impose my will on you? Well, first of all, you two aren't a couple. Right. Except actually you are. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and Angela says, the other night, you made spaghetti and you wouldn't let me put ketchup on it. Yeah, because they're not in college. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, what, ketchup on your spaghetti. <laughs> Why? Why would she do that? Even for Angela, that's weird. And he's like, that's not, I wasn't imposing my will. I was just following the laws of life. And he, uh, the universe, he <laughs> oh, says. Universe. And that's absolutely right. It is, Who yeah. the, I mean, I don't I want agree that. with that. I mean, she's not elf. So you don't put maple syrup on spaghetti or anything <sighs> else besides pasta sauce. Maybe some butter and olive oil. Yeah, right. Alfredo sauce. Now I want pasta. So right, Jesse, why are we getting into this? Jesse pasta. comes in right then, and he asks Tony, may I have the keys to your van? Because I really like to wash it for tonight. Man, a lot of stuff has happened the same day as prom. Yeah, that's true. They found the dress. Yeah. Now Jesse plans on going and washing an entire van. Yeah. Like what time? How many hours were in this know. day? I don't know. It's, it's a, a very long day. Angela says, Jesse, you won't be needing these because uh, Tony goes to throw him the keys, but Angela takes them. Well, he, first he cracks that dumb joke about the Oh, van. right. Yes. Don't, don't scrub, scrub too don't hard. Don't scrub too hard. I don't want to lose that last paint flake. <laughs> Angela says... The the van's running out of paint. It is, actually. I mean, we've seen... The last time we saw this van, it it doesn't look good at all. I'm surprised that Angela even allows it to be parked. That's why he has covered parking in the episode before. (laughs) Yeah, Because she doesn't want anyone to see that hideous van. I know, and think about that. Like, and now we're going on almost five seasons, so that's five years. Yeah, that yeah. he's lived here with that van. Yeah. And who knows how long he had before then. <laughs> Angela tells them that she rented them a limo. And Samantha's excited about this one. You can see it on her face. So now this only amps Angela up for the fact that Jesse is imposing his will because Jesse's like, oh, you know, that's not really uh, our style. I didn't catch that. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. And then Tony's like, okay, I mean, Stop butting in. And Angela says, I don't want sand to be shortchanged. So Tony says, Angela, can, do we need to confab again? Which just means talk. Right. But I feel like they might be having, we're going to have to keep track of this. Because since the matriculator, I wonder if they're going to start peppering in some larger words for mm. Tony. Mm. Because he's, you know, getting gearing up to go back to college and is like probably trying to study or... Right. I mean, well, at test. this point he is going... No, mm-hmm. he oh, doesn't okay. actually... His first day is going to be later. Oh. Because he applied, right, right. but right. it's like going to be summer and then he starts in the fall, I think. They'll, they'll have his first day of school. I see. We haven't gotten there yet. So I, I also think in this scene, though, she is a little aggravated with Jesse... Because he says, "Well, that's not our style." Because Samantha then or Angela, Samantha. Yes, I because agree. it's ever, it's now everyone is dictating right. what Samantha feels. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Yes. 
I like I'm the only one that discovered that. But no, I just I'm I'm just saying as I'm realizing. Right. It. Yes, because Angela kind of was imposing her will on right. what dress she wanted Samantha to wear. Right. And now Angela, I mean Samantha is excited about the idea of a limo, and Jesse's like, Nah, we don't do that. Not yeah. our style. So I guess Tony's the only one who doesn't seem. He seems the coolest of. I know, which is unusual for Tony, right, because exactly. normally I feel like he would maybe be butting in in some other way. He just wants Samantha to come home a virgin from this night. That's really all he's hoping for out of this. Angela says, it's happening again. Jesse is imposing his will on Samantha. Tony says, no, he's not, and I want you to stop. She's like, you're doing it to me. Mm-hmm. She says, call me crazy, but I think Sam deserves the perfect prom with the perfect dress and the perfect transportation. And, you know, it's like Angela means well. She does. She means well. But she's making this about herself. She's made this whole day about herself instead of about Sam. Yep. Because we're going to find out she's trying to fill a void. Yep. Tony says, you know, they just need to do it their way. Like, let them have their prom and do it their way. And they're still arguing and it's getting heated. And then finally, Samantha speaks up and says, does anyone care what I want out of all of this? Oh, boy. And she says, I want to forget about the dress, the suit, the limo, and the prom. I don't want to go. Wow, that's all terrible. Yeah. And Angela's like, you can't mean that. And she's like, I do. I don't feel like going out tonight. So she tells Jesse that she's not going. And Jesse says, after I spent $5 on a tuxedo. I know. He's putting it in perspective. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So now we face... Okay, you don't have this part. There's a scene now where Angela comes down the stairs. And Tony says to her, I take it you struck out. It's later that night. Oh, I see. And she's like, I didn't even get up to bat. I went up to apologize and she wouldn't even let me in her room. And Tony's like, oh, no. And she's like, but she was incredibly polite about it. And he's like, oh, no, she was being polite. That's even worse. Mm. (laughs) Now, I think this is, one, I feel like Sam is kind of mean to Angela here. But, two, I feel like we've now reached a point where Samantha is treating her like she would treat her mother. Oh, right. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Because, like, a girl would be that mean or that upset with her own mother I feel like if she wasn't that comfortable with Angela at this point, she would still be kind of tiptoeing around being upset with her. Wow. The cats are playing. Uh, Yeah. Something terrible has happened. So Tony's like, all right, let me go in there. We speak the same language. So he goes upstairs and then they do a little flip of the screen to know that time passed and he comes back downstairs. Oh, I I see. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, nope, she's not talking to me either. So Angela says, that's it. I, I got to go. So she says, I'm going out to clear my head. And just then Mona comes in from working out. <laughs> and Mona's of like, what a does. workout. My endorphins are jumping for joy. Isn't life great? And Angela says, stuff it, mother. Yeah. Now, first done. I was like, this is weird. Like, why is Mona just showing up and saying all that? But then I forgot that we really, this is actually a very important part. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, that's interesting because... The version I have that Tony just is standing there and Angela's really frustrated. Like, we don't know that Tony went upstairs. Right, so yes. Stupid. We, we just figured that that's her frustration Sometimes from the kitchen. Out, but yeah, just... I do feel like them having this scene kind of builds that, yeah, right. you know, like now they've both tried to go talk to her and they're not getting anywhere. Right. So Angela storms out and Mona says, why are her pants in a bunch? Mm. And Tony fills her in on the fact that Samantha has called off going to the prom and that now Angela is very sad. Yeah. So Tony, Tony's theory for Ramona is that, you know, Angela had such a fantastic prom because earlier she told, we found out that she stayed out all night long. So Angela had such a fantastic prom that now she is determined to make sure that Samantha has the exact same ex- experience. Mona says, that's an interesting theory. But dead wrong. Mm. Do you really think that our little Angela went to the prom? And Tony's like, you know what? It did sound strange. (laughs) (laughs) But I went with it. (laughs) So Mona starts to tell him this story. Angela had a very humiliating experience. And she swore her mother to absolute secrecy. But what do we know about Mona and secrecy? There's no such thing. That's right. You tell Mona something, you might as well tell the entire neighborhood. Yep. Tony says, I'm all ears. And Mona says, so was her date. Aww. Kenny Bigelow. Yeah, poor Kenny so, 
<laughs> she said when the wind blew, he went airborne. So apparently Kenny Bigelow had very large ears. Oh, but dude. Angela didn't care. She thought he was great, and she wanted to go to prom with him. So she was all dressed and ready to go when Kenny called and said that he was sick. And then Tony says, earache? <laughs> Mona says, no, the flu. <laughs> But that didn't stop Angela. She was determined to go to this prom. So she got dressed up instead, and she went. But when she got there, she couldn't bring herself in to walk in alone. So instead, she stood outside with her nose pressed to the window. You know we can picture this with Angela, Oh, yeah, too. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> with her nose pressed to the window. And she was having a pretty good time watching everyone else until she saw a giant pair of ears jitterbug by. <laughs> jitterbug by. <laughs> Kenny Bigelow got a date with a cheerleader. And so that's why he actually told uh, Angela that he was sick. And then Tony's like, wait a minute. Why would a cheerleader want to go out with a guy like Kenny Bigelow? And Mona says, well, you know what they say about guys with big ears. And Tony's like, oh, man. He's like, like, I I walked right into it. You set me up for (laughs) that one. (laughs) And she's like, what? That they have big hearts. Right. Oh, ah, uh, right. There really is no cor- penis correlation between ears, right? It's always like hands and feet. Yeah. I've never I heard of ears, but. I just think Mona was trying to make of a, course. Make a funny. Yes. It's just Mona being Mona. Yeah. So Tony's like, oh, man, poor Angela. Like, that must have really hurt. And he said, this explains why she's been acting so weird. And Mona's like, well, this explains this week. <laughs> yeah been going on for a while i guess so tony's idea is that maybe if he goes upstairs and tells sam about this story then she would be more understanding of angela being so overbearing in this situation but mona says no you cannot go up there because she would be so she would die if if she knew she was so upset when she caught me reading it in her diary Mm, that'll do it (laughs) so angela never actually told mona this story she found her diary, read it, and then Angela caught her, so then now Angela knew that she knew the story. But Mona says she broke into Angela's diary because she was worried about her social development. She never talked much as a child. Probably because her mother was horrible to her. Yeah, really. She didn't feel safe, Mona. So a little later in this extremely long day, Angela comes in again, and she says to How is Tony, she able to shop? <laughs> how is sam doing and he says she's still incredibly polite then he says where have you been and she says i was shopping for sam and he's like come on haven't we learned anything from what happened earlier but she's like you don't understand i went to the city to hunt down the dress that samantha really wanted and tony's like oh and she's like it's quite a story and he doesn't want to hear the story so he's like well maybe you should bring it right up to her and tell her but she wants to tell him so she says first i went to all the department stores and the boutiques and nothing then I drove down to the garment district, and I see a rack being loaded onto a truck. She said, I yelled at the guy to stop, but he took off. Mm. So she followed him, and she said it was just like the French Connection, except that she obeyed all the traffic laws. So she forced him off the road somewhere around Hoboken. So that means she went to New Jersey. <laughs> right. And then she got the dress. So she runs right upstairs to give it to... Um, Samantha. She knocks on Samantha's door, and again, Samantha's not answering the door. Angela says, Sam, I know you're angry with me, and I don't blame you, because I got a little carried away, but if you would just let me apologize, and like, please let me come in. And then she's like, okay, I went more than a little overboard, and I'm sorry. And then she's like, please don't do this to me. And she's getting nothing from the other end of the door. But then Sam comes up behind her, (laughs) and she says, excuse me, (laughs) and pushes past Angela, and then walks into her room. So she's really treating Angela like a mom here because she can't forget that Angela is the person who owns the room that she's pushing past her to get into, <laughs> you know? And right, like, that's true. And, and that is the case with parents also, but kids don't care because they just know you love them and that, you know, they can kind of be brattier with you than they can with other people. So I feel like Sam is very comfortable with Angela at this point, which is cute. It's cute, even though she's being horrible right now. But I mean, I understand that she's upset, but it's not like she's not saying, you know, like you hurt me and like crying or anything. She's just kind of being cold and mean to Angela. So Angela comes in and she's like, you know, I just made a whole heartfelt apology to your doorknob. Mm. But she says, you know, I feel terrible. And I went out and I got you something. And so she gives it to her. And even Samantha says to her, you know, don't you think you've done enough already? And she's like, I know, I'm, 
I just say, I just want you to have the prom that you want to have. And I don't want it to, um, I don't want what I did to get in the way of that. So she mentions that she called Jesse and, and, and Samantha's like, oh, you're doing it again. Like you're getting involved in all of this. So she's like, okay, fine. I'm going to leave. I'm being too pushy. But here, here is this gift. And I'm, I just want you to understand that I don't want you to make a big mistake because I made a mistake and I interfered too much. And then you're going to regret not going to your prom because of something mm. that I did. Angela leaves and you see Sam kind of peer into the bag as she's on her way out. So now we cut to downstairs on the day that never ends. And I think it's actually nighttime now, the day finally. That never ends. And Angela's sitting on the couch, like doodling on some a notebook pad. But she, I don't know what she's doing. She's just making like broad circles. <laughs> and she's not even looking at the paper. We're just supposed to know that Angela's very upset here. So Tony comes in and he's like, hi, you know, how's it going? And he's like, you can't let this thing with Sam get you so down. You tried to do what was best for her. And she just, you know, she doesn't want to hear. Angela says, actually, I'm realizing now that I was actually doing what was best for me and not for Samantha. So she took says... Took her this long to figure it out? <laughs> God. So she says, you know, Tony, I need to tell you something. And it's very embarrassing. And she's, so can you please not tell anyone? And he's like, oh, of course not. You know, I'll never tell anyone. She says, it was the night of my junior prom. And Tony goes, uh-oh. <laughs> he knows you know, he knows he knows the story already thanks to Mona he knows the story yeah. and she's like what he's like nothing she said okay anyway I had this date with this terrific guy named Kenny Bigelow I love when you get a story from both sides right. from characters right it's always so funny according to Mona this guy was a dork right <laughs> and according to Angela he was he's terrific total terrific yeah uh, and Tony just has a look on his face because he's picturing Aunt Kenny Bingle, Bigelow in his head. Big old ears. She said, doesn't that name just say it all? Mm. He says, yeah, I can picture them. I mean, I mean him. And Angela oh. says, he got sick the night of the prom last minute. And I just couldn't stand the thought of not wearing my beautiful dress. So I went to the prom anyway and I watched through the window. She says the theme was Tahitian Twilight. Mm. And it looked like a South Seas island with palm trees and fishing nets and conch shells. She says it was so romantic. She says she didn't even really mind being on the outside until she saw, and Tony says, Kenny Bigelow. Mm. She's like, oh, you're so intuitive. <laughs> and he's like, he's taking it. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Right, like, <laughs> she says he jitterbugged right past her, glued to a cheerleader. And Tony, I'm not going to tell you, I was very hurt. And she... She's like, it's not that often that a girl gets asked out by a guy like Kenny Bigelow. Mm. He was just so handsome. He looked like a movie star. Yeah, and Tony says... with big ears. Yeah. A movie star with big ears. Well, Tony says, Dumbo. Mm. <laughs> and then Angela says, okay, first of all, we don't know Kenny Bigelow. Sounds like he kind of was a jerk, but let's leave his ears alone. Right. And she's like, oh, you've, been, you've been talking, talking to mother. mother. <laughs> and he's course. like, well, not as much as she's been talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> So then she's like, I can't believe she told you everything. You, uh, you probably even know about that mooning. And he's like, mooning? She did not say anything about that. So she's <laughs> like, really? And he's like, no, no. So now he wants to hear, hear this right, story. Right, we got we to gotta hear yeah. this. Uh, so she's like, I just, I was so mad that I threw up my crinoline <laughs> in the air and I showed Kenny what I thought about him. <laughs> and she does look a little motion like she's tossing your skirts I up know. behind her. <laughs> and then she sits down in the chair with her head down. <laughs> like she's so embarrassed. But Tony says, oh, man, I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> right. Seen the expression on his face. Yeah. And it, but Angela's like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I mean the expression on his face. Oh, but right. But Tony probably oh, would have. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And like you but were, I mean, my, like I was saying, yeah, earlier, I, right. I had said, I think uh, Kenny won that night. Right. Not only to have another date, but he got to see Angela's ass. <laughs> so he's the big winner of the night. I know. Like, I don't really know what that. Like, she's mooning him. I feel like mooning doesn't have the same effect when it's done by no, a woman. No, a woman does as it. Like, Whoa, it's what's that? And a man right. does it. It's like, oh, my I God, put, put that, that away. away. <laughs> exactly. God. <laughs> So I don't think she got him. That's I think true. he's like, man, I still got to see her butt. <laughs> right. And, I and I'm on a date with it. Right. Now, right then, Samantha comes down the stairs wearing the dress that she originally wanted in the first place, looking so adorable that yeah. I can't even take it. It is a cute dress it even is. now. It yeah, is. Yeah. Like, I look at this dress and I think it's so cute. Right. I could see our, um, like, our 10-year-old is kind of like, 
you know, a little sporty like this, I could totally see her wanting to wear a dress like this yeah, to I think so. I think prom right. instead of something all frilly because she's not big in a dresses as it is. Right. But Tony sees her and we get the best... Samantha, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> Here, just play it, please. All right. Samantha, you look beautiful. <laughs> you look beautiful. beautiful. I love that. People always make that, like, Samantha joke right. about Tony. But, like, there. But it's just perfect. It's a Samantha and a beautiful. I know. Beautiful. Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> and she does look beautiful. Yeah. So they're just kind of looking at her, and she and Angela says, "Oh, does this mean that you're going to go to the prom?" And she's like, "Yeah, I t- you know, I called Jesse." So Angela's like, "Oh, I'm so excited for you! I'm so happy, and I have something to go with it." And then she's like, "My, my pearls, if you want them." And Sam's like, "I do, I do." So then Angela reaches in the writing desk by the bottom of the stairs because that's apparently where she keeps where her pearls. Keeps pearl. Her nine <laughs> not in a room, <laughs> not anywhere near her dresser <laughs> right. or no, in a jewelry box. Right there, there. In, right. yeah. Okay. So I guess we could assume that maybe she had gotten them out because she knew Sam was going to wear them anyway. Right. But it's just funny that she just goes over to her writing desk yeah, and pulls it. out some pearls. So then Samantha asks her if she will help her, and Sam did this hair by herself. It's very poofy. Like she did a lot of work here. Yeah. She was upstairs doing that while she's she was. hiding in the room. Yeah, but she looks great. So Angela puts the pearls around her neck. And, uh, you know, she says, you know, they, they look great. And Angela says, you were right all along. This dress is perfect. It's very you. Right. And Samantha says, and the pearls are you. And then they, she, she says they, they go great together. Yes, and then they hug. It's a great hug, too. Like, Samantha's, like, kind of rubbing Angela's back when she hugs her. It's very sweet. So... We've definitely hit a point where these two are bonded way more than, um, you know, just. But as they mu- do have their disagreements, like a mother and a daughter. Oh yeah, which yeah, is really absolutely. Cool. But I mean, like they're bonded more than they were, I would say, two seasons ago for sure. Like we're seeing growth not only between her and Tony, but with her and Angela as well. Right. We could stand to see a little more growth with between Tony and Jonathan, but they have like a you know kind of cute buddy relationship. Right. And then they have this touching moment, and then the door is it the doorbell rings. Yeah. And then Tony says, "Oh, baby, <laughs> like what is he saying here? He's just so excited. I know, I know, but oh, baby, baby, or oh, baby, <laughs> he can't contain himself. I know. I know. And and then enters Jesse with his yeah tail tuxedo jacket. <laughs> Pants he was wearing earlier and shirt he was. Right. Do you think he washed the van in these clothes? <laughs> I don't know. Who when knows? Did, what point did he wash the van? Yes, he washed. He he probably and just, she did her hair and it was, he would have had to like just take. It's a very long hour day. day. I know, it really is a very long day. He had to have just taken the van through like the Chevron gas station. I guess so. I did don't they know. have those back then? He wouldn't have spent that. He spent five dollars on a coat. Oh, that's right. He washed that van by hand. You're yeah, absolutely he right. Have. He had to. Have. And he probably recycled the water. Jesse. He looks at Samantha and he's like, wow, you look great. And he's like, wow, wow. Right. (laughs) Tony says, one more wow and you're going to have an Italian chaperone. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Because again, that's all Tony's worried about this evening. But what did Tony say earlier? You look beautiful. So Angela says, "Here's a here's a van." She gives them the keys to the van, and the van. He, Tony's like, "All right, come on, you kids." Now, what is Tony missing here that is very unlike Tony? He didn't take any pictures. Oh, yeah. The two other times we've seen Samantha go to a dance. All right. He has been all about taking pictures, and That's now she's point. going to prom. There needed to be a part at the end where he's like, oh, damn it, I forgot to take pictures. Yeah. Which is what sometimes happens when you do really forget to take pictures. No, but he would actually have had to go get a camera. Right. And... Upstairs, look for the right. camera, right. bring no, it down. No yeah. pulling your phone out of your pocket exactly. and taking pictures. Nope. So he's like, okay, we'll have a great time. And then as, on the way out the door, Samantha says to Angela, by the way, Angela, how did you find this dress? Right. And Angela's ready to tell her the story, but again, she's going to make this about Samantha now and not herself. And she just says, it was a breeze. And so they leave. Right. Doesn't matter. No. Not at all. So she's like, okay. And he's like, be careful. Drive carefully and be home by dawn. And then he starts crying because (laughs) he can't believe that they're going to be home at dawn. And Angela's trying to comfort him. Yeah, that's it. 
Okay, now hidden in the tag of this episode is one of the most romantic things ever on this show. Oh, really? Yes. And were you not paying attention when we watched? And... Oh, no, no, it is. I'm sorry. Yes, I just had to think about what it was. And I've mentioned before that there was a point in this series where I thought it was the actual last possible part, moment, where it made sense for them to be together. You know, Ah. like it no longer makes sense for them not to be dating after this. Right. I think personally. Okay. It's later that evening, so Samantha's at the prom. Who knows where Jonathan is? He didn't get to be in this episode past the first three minutes. I know. That's right. I forgot he was... <laughs> and he, I forgot he existed. <laughs> and you see Tony leading Angela down the stairs. Now, if you are, if you watch carefully as she's coming down the stairs, she's wearing bunny slippers. Mm-hmm. And they're super oh, cute. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So she's wearing like a, a little pink bathrobe and her pajamas. He's still dressed, but she must have been getting ready for bed. So he's leading her down the stairs by, he's got his hand over her eyes, so she can't see. So he has a surprise for her. So he gets her to the bottom of the stairs, and then he's like, okay, you ready? And then he says, open sesame. She opens her eyes, and he has transformed their living room into a Tahitian twilight prom. And he worked very hard. How long, how long was this day? Where did he find these palm trees? Palm trees, they cut them out of cardboard and paint them green. (laughs) And stand them up somehow and paint, cut out more cardboard coconuts and paint those with detail. I mean, the no whole, way. Yes, the whole living room is decked out. Yeah. And Angela's like, what? And he says, Angela Bauer, this is your prom. He says, it's called Tahitian Twilight 2. And she says, you are so sweet. Okay. Is a guy going to do this for a woman that he is not in love with? No. Right? Exactly. Especially not his employer. <laughs> exactly. Like, like. like, this has to be the most romantic thing that a man has ever done for Angela her entire life. Yeah, probably. So it's just so crazy that, like, he makes this grand gesture that's probably the most romantic thing that's ever happened to her, and then they just keep going on with their life as if they're just still... Well, Yeah. Because they had to keep them apart because of this show. Yeah. So I feel like it, you know, I get the whole sexual tension and like wanting to keep that tension going. But I do think that you get to a certain po- point of the story where you're now compromising the integrity of the actual sto- character relationship because you're trying to drag this out for so long. Uh, yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Like, and when we get, it hasn't really happened yet, but when we get into later seasons, you just kind of get exhausted with this whole will they, won't they and then you're like, do these people even really like that each other that much? Because why are they still not together? Right, exactly. Like, if you really love someone and are that attracted to them, you're going to be with that person at some point. Right, even you can't, like, it, be like, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, then I got to move out. I mean, like, you know, or you, right. you, you, they would know at this point. Right. Right. And people make horrible decisions and destroy their own relationships and marriages because they fall in love with people and right. these people are completely available and in front and of in each the other same house. and they're <laughs> and they're still they're 30 feet they apart from each they? other when they sleep at yes. night <laughs> so and i just love that this part is like so just tucked into the end of this episode but it really is such a significant moment i think for these two characters yeah, that's true so then he's like okay cue up the band and he starts a little tape player and he starts a song I can't remember what the song is. Ain't nothing but the real thing, I think. Oh, uh, it's a song yeah. that would have been played at Angela's prom. And she's all like, oh, that's so cute. And so he says, well, Kenny's not here. So will you dance with me? And so they start dancing. And then he says, you know, Angela, this really is like your first prom. And she's like, really? What do you mean? And he says, look out the window. It's a full moon. Mm. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> It's little. They had to add that little tiny bit of humor to break the fact that this was a very romantic scene. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that is the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, oh but gosh. But that's why this is called prom night too, right? Right, because. <laughs> okay, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> Sorry, did we already discuss that? No, oh. but yes. But it's kind of like Angela was trying to relive her prom through Samantha. Well, that's so what I thought it was originally, but, but now I realize there Tony, actually is another yes, prom Yes, he night. actually does recreate her prom. No, I, mean, I mean, I knew it was happening, but I just realized <laughs> it. <laughs> prom night two. Oh, and the fact that he says it's niche in Twilight two. Yes, right, exactly. So it's okay. really prom night two Do you Angela. remember who went first with Boss? I think I did. So, I mean, I'm sorry, with rating? So I think you go first rating? with rating. 
Oh, okay. Because like, yeah, I, I don't even know, honestly. I don't either. Okay. Um, and we've been like actually doing these more frequently. I know, like, like every, every night. night. Yeah. We don't know. Um, this episode I gave a seven point five. Nice. Because I thought it was a solid episode. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, it had you know the usual. It had had a you know that Samantha gets angry moment, which we see every once in a while. I think like yeah. Yeah, Where yeah. she gets an angry teenager, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you, parents are trying to run my life. Right. Um, and then we had the, the moments of Angela trying to be a mother to her and um, Samantha not understanding it or, you know, not not understanding it, but like re- actually really more Angela not understanding and kind of being out of touch of what um, Samantha actually wants. Right. So, again, more of those mother-daughter moments. But, like, Tony kept his cool the whole time, which was... Which was surprising. Which is unlike Tony. I know. <laughs> well, you let them do what they want. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, overall, it's a good episode. Now, obviously, a good Tony and, and Angela moment at the end. Right. Um, which grows the relationship, and then we sit here and watch it for another right. four seasons. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, overall, very good episode. I, I gave it. it an eight. Oh, okay. Yes. I, um, because it, for many of the same reasons, like it was great character development for Angela and Samantha. Mm. It has, you know, probably one of the top 10 romantic scenes between Angela and Tony. And it was just kind of like, uh, they were a cute little family in this episode. Um, I loved it as a kid. Of course, I already said about how I kind of liked the other dress better at the time. All right. <laughs> but again, fine. just because it was like a Sam episode, I remember loving it as a kid, and I still really liked it today. Okay. And uh, one more thing. Yeah. You're. I mean, you're. We. I know we've already talked about this set and what, what all the things that Tony did, but you really, if you watch this episode, you really need to pay attention. There's like some light hanging in the background yes, that he lit. Yep, a lantern. And, yep. and then like, I don't know what all this other, he has lays everywhere I and know. candles. And yes. Where did he have all this stuff? I don't know. Who knows? I think he's got champagne. I mean, he's got champagne out with champagne flutes. Like how was there, okay, wait a minute. How, how was, was there no intercourse going exactly. on? Exactly. Champagne's a flowing. Sam's She's not coming robe. home. Who the hell knows where Jonathan is? <laughs> right, yeah, right. Mona's, Jonathan's in bed. Mona's probably having Mona's sex with room. someone oh, that's somewhere true. else anywhere. Anyway, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I really yeah, feel I like... I don't know. That's bizarre. Anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> this was, it was prime for, for uh, Pound Town in the living room. It was. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Um, okay. So <laughs> anyway. Wait, we're done. <laughs> okay. Who's the boss around here? Me or my mother? Or maybe it's you. Just our child asking who the boss is after that I know, conversation after, after before. I know. After you said downtown. <laughs> okay, so I went with Samantha as the boss. And now that I'm saying this, I think I did boss first last time. But it doesn't matter. But oh, so, sorry. I picked Samantha as the boss because she knew what she wanted to begin with. Then right. she, she kind of just called off the prom when she realized that this wasn't going to be worth her time. And she kind of stayed firm until Angela figured it out. And then Mm -hmm. she got to have the prom that she wanted to. She stood up for herself in the kitchen and was like, does anyone care what I actually want here? Um, So yeah, I went with Sam. All right. I mean, make good points. (laughs) I mean, I actually um, agree with you, but I'm going to no, but I'm going to stick with my original, original boss. (laughs) I mean, I agree with you now hearing your points, but uh, I'm going to go. I went with Tony. I thought that Tony like kept his cool the whole time. He was just like, let them do what they want. And he tried to keep it. Yeah. All right. That's a good point. He tried to like make, come up with a happy medium between the two of them and, or kind of help with that. But Angela was insistent on the stress and insistent on renting the limo and this, that, and the other. And. And, and again, the whole time he, he was unlike Tony. He was like, let them do what they want, this, that, and the other. And then he even tried to go up and talk to Samantha right. after the whole incident happened with no no luck no. and came downstairs. And, <laughs> yeah, and okay. I could see so that, So anyway, too. I thought Tony was the boss. Okay, so you know one other thing I like about this episode that shows how they've kind of moved on from to be more of a family unit is like... You know how if your kid is with somebody else yeah. and then your kid does something rude or something, like you're, you apologize. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, right. 
he's no longer apologizing for Sam's behavior here. <laughs> right. Like Sam was mean to Angela and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, that happens. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's way how it goes. That's how it works. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Jonathan shit his pants last Tuesday. I dealt with that. So you right. can deal with this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, I just like that they're just no longer like, a, he's not apologizing for Samantha's nope. bad behavior at nope. this point. Okay. So you can reach us at who's the boss podcast on Instagram. Or the Who's the Boss Pod one on Twitter, or Who's the Boss Podcast on Facebook. Or go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast, and there you can leave us a voice message. So if you're listening to this in real time, we're not going to be back now for a couple of weeks. But if you're listening to this in the year 2027, then just continue no sense, on yeah. <laughs> with the next episode. Nice. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Bye. All right. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a big thumbs up and tell all your friends and maybe you can tell your grandma your mother and your sister or brother maybe have no siblings tell your dog and cats bye